night, Saturday night. I hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. We're not in our usual studio tonight, as you can tell. Me and Aaron and Naz are sitting in a hotel room somewhere in, in Orlando, Florida right now at a Hilton without the air conditioning on. So this is a hot room right now, but it doesn't matter to us. We're going to go on anyway, so that's why we have the uh, gold curtains behind us. And uh, we're same as usual, just in a different room. All right, so let's do this thing. Graham Allen video. I have a bunch of miscellaneous stuff to start off the show. I've been doing this a lot lately. I just have to get to all these news stories before I get to some of my bigger exposés. So bear with me on these miscellaneous stories jumping from all over the place. So just be ready for these things. Let's go Let's go to the border because Biden has another first. I've written over here a list of all of Biden's, well, I don't know about all of Biden's first, the ones that popped into my mind in the pregame. Um, all of Biden's first since, oh, you know, last, what, basically almost three years of his presidency, his fraudulently elected presidency, but his presidency nonetheless. So here's another brand new Graham Allen video. U.S. officials are now warning Border Patrol agents about improvised explosive devices at the border. That's the first ever in United States history that we've ever needed to be concerned about improvised IEDs, improvised explosive devices at the border. All right, play it for me, Aaron. Uh, U.S. officials are warning agents to watch out for IEDs, improvised explosive devices. Uh, this now, according to an internal memo obtained by Fox Business, says the Mexican military seized 10 explosives at the border. The memo reads in part, quote, agents should ex exercise extreme caution and should report any possible armed subjects approaching the border with possible explosive devices. And congratulations again. It's a Biden first. First ever we've ever had improvised explosive devices at our own border. We're starting to sound like a Middle Eastern country. Maybe it's because we are... We are importing lots of Middle Eastern and African from terrorist states, illegal aliens across the southern border at the tune of releasing, just so everybody knows, about 5,000 a day are released into America, not crossed into America, crossing 10,000 a day, released into America 5,000 a day. Now, these are all, of course, world records set by the Biden administration. So I wrote down my list of other world records and firsts by the Biden administration. First time we've ever sent billions to Iran. Billions this time. It was hundreds of millions under Obama. Again, you have to ask yourself, logistically and logically, why would you ever give the number one state sponsor of terrorism in the world, the one who funded Hamas to invade Israel, the one who funds Hezbollah, why would you ever give them hundreds of millions of dollars in pallets of cash in the middle of the night under the O'Biden administration, Obama-Biden administration, and why are you giving them 10-plus billion now? Why did you give $100 million to Hamas? So the first time in, in United States history, billions of dollars going to the number one state sponsor of terror in the world. Here's the, here's the rest of it. I'm kind of jumping all over the place with these first, but first ever baby food shortage in the United States history done under the Biden administration. Worst hyperinflation, basically modern history done under the Biden administration. Worst ever military debacle, single day, single week military debacle in the history of America. Remember Biden said, you're never going to see helicopters lifting Americans off of, a, of an embassy in Afghanistan right before helicopters were lifting Americans off the roof of an embassy in Afghanistan, as well as leaving $86 billion worth of our military equipment in Afghanistan, making the PLA, the People's Liberation Army of Afghanistan, yes, name the exact same thing as China, because China now owns Afghanistan, owns Bagram Air Force Base, and all the minerals inside of Afghanistan. It won't be long until we hear about a billion-dollar um, manipulated currency Belt and Road Initiative going into uh, Afghanistan, if it isn't happening already. 
So the biggest ever military debacle in United States history. First ever, this is a good one, this is a good one now. First ever topless trans man at the White House flopping his breasts. Uh, most border crossings on a daily basis. Most border crossings on a weekly basis. Most, most border crossings on a monthly basis. In United States history, most border crossings on an administrative basis, under any administration, in United States history, illegal border crossings I'm talking about, under, of course, the Biden administration. Most COVID deaths ever in American history is under the Biden administration, according to their own statistical data. I don't believe any of these numbers because they're coming from Mandy Cohen, CDC, or Rochelle Walensky, CDC, combination therein. But under the Trump administration, the CDC says there was 300,000 COVID deaths under the Trump administration. So at the epicenter of the most virulent variant, there was 300,000 COVID deaths, 300,000. Under the Biden administration, and, and uh, after their fantastic, from uh, as some evangelicals said, from heaven vaccine rollout, there was 1.1 million COVID deaths post-vaccination rollout and under the Biden administration. Under their and, 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 of course, the least virulent variant killing the most people because they have antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome and are no longer able to fight off a common cold. A common cold becomes deadly pneumonia to them because they have ADE. That's under the Biden administration, 300,000 deaths under Trump, over a million under Biden, even after his glorious vaccine rollout. I know Trump rolled it out, but it was definitely the Democrats that pushed the vaccines and mandated the vaccines. And which, by the way, that's another one that I forgot to put on my list. First ever vaccine mandate in United States history for all United States uh, government employees, for all United States government contractors, and for all uh, companies that have more than 100 employees. That's what the first ever vaccine mandate in United States history. People are saying, no, your kids have to get them to have to be vaccinated to go into school. It's not a mandate. They don't, and they can get exemptions for it. There were no exemptions here. And you have Biden administration officials come out and say, we never mandated anything. If any, any private company, first of all, they're not allowed to mandate them under military contract anyway, unless it's an FDA approved drug, which it wasn't because the only approved uh, vaccination is Comirnaty, which has never been injected into one American arm yet. So every, one of, every injection that was put into a military arm was in violation of their military contract. But we all know that already. And by the way, that's another thing. First ever mass violation of military contracts in American history. And the Biden administration will say, we never forced this. We never forced this on any private companies. Well, yeah, they didn't force it in that they would come and shut the company down if their employees weren't vaccinated. But they simply find them. They would find them into non-existence, which with, with every vaccine violation, if you have an employee, say you've got, uh, you know, 20, they has to be over 100 employees. So you got 100, 100 employees, 10 of them will not take the vaccination. So that you're like, okay, well. They're not, they allege that they they're not forcing companies to fire anybody who's not vaccinated, right? Or forcing companies to close because they're not uh, implementing vaccine, uh, the vaccine mandate. Well, the problem is, is that every one of those violations is $100,000 to $250,000 per day per employee. So is that not going to bankrupt every com company if they keep the unvaccinated employees, thereby making it a vac vaccination, a vaccine mandate on the companies and a vaccination mandate on the employee? The employee is not going to stay employed with an employer who's going to eat $250,000 a day in fines if they're not vaccinated. Right. So they lose their job. It's as simple as that. They'll call it, this is the what we call the classic out of clear and present danger, the Harrison Ford movie. This is what you call the Potomac two-step. No, we're not forcing anybody to take the vaccination. We're not forcing any businesses out 
uh, out, out of business because of lack of, of compliance. We're not forcing business to fire unvaccinated employees. Yes, you are, because no, no business is going to eat a $100,000 per day fine per employee. So they are going to fire those employees who are not vaccinated or they're going to go out of business. Those are the two choices. That's how the Biden administration works. Didn't mean to digress that long. Worst ever. Here's the more of their records. Worst ever military recruitment in modern history. First ever drag shows on military bases. These are all brand new records from the Biden administration. And I know that as I'm telling you these things, that you're thinking of all the other ones that I've left out. Feel free to send them in. I'll add them to my list next time. Uh, first ever Chinese balloon to ever fly across the United States of America. Unabated, not to mention over the United States. I know I've gone over this at nauseum, but not only was it eight days over the United States of America taking pictures of our nuclear missile silos, but it was also days, under, uh, days before it got to United States waters that the United States military knew about it, then days in the United States waters, territorial waters, and then over the United States, continental United States for eight days, and then finally over the Atlantic Ocean. So they made sure... The Biden administration, because they are, they are being extorted by Xi Jinping and the CCP and the PLA because of the $1.4 billion payoff to Rosemont, Seneca, and Hunter Biden, they're extorting the Biden administration for this money. So the Biden administration made sure, of course, they got all their pictures in, transmitted all the knots because this was an active satellite sort of balloon that was transmitting the information straight back to Beijing the entire time. It was all live feed. So they made sure that they got all their information first because they've, the Biden administration has been bought off. We know. We have the WhatsApp message from Hunter Biden from CEFC. We have it. Yep. It's Hunter Biden sitting there saying, if you don't give me my $5 million, then I'm going to tell my daddy who's sitting right next to me, and my daddy's going to take vengeance, and I'm going to take vengeance. It's right there on the WhatsApp message. And right after they sent that message, they got their $10 million. It really is as simple as life is actually very simple if you just simply follow the evidence which nobody on Capitol Hill will do, including most Republicans, with notable exceptions. But, of course, they wait for it to transgress the entire uh, United States, uh, continental United States and then finally shoot it, shoot it down over the Atlantic Ocean. Makes absolutely no sense. Trillions of dollars are missing from the Pentagon, first time in American history. Trillions. I didn't say billions. I didn't say millions. Trillions of dollars are missing from the Pentagon. Where is it? Nobody knows. Uh, first, ever, first ever Russian invasion... Since Barack, Obama, since Barack Hussein Obama's administration, where Russia invaded Crimea. When was, the, when was the, the, the last Russian invasion before that? That would be under Jimmy Carter. So the, you know, one, you need to understand something. I know I've said this before. The only time that our embassies get raided and the only time that Russia actually conducts invasions is under Democratic Party presidents. You ever notice that? We have, we have our embassy raided in Tehran under Jimmy Carter. We have the embassy raided in Benghazi under Hussein Obama. We have the embassy, for all intents and purposes, raided in Afghanistan, where you have to have Americans lifted off the roof on, using helicopters, under, uh, under, under uh, Joe Biden. So it's very interesting, isn't it, that those things happen? The only time the Russians invade, Afghanistan under Carter, and Ukraine, uh, Ukraine under Biden, and Crimea, which is part of Ukraine, under Obama. Weird, isn't it? Weirder than never happens under Trump. I wonder why that is. Even, and I can't stand George W. Bush or Herbert Walker Bush, but strange that it never happened under them, isn't it? Right. Very, very strange. Very coincident. First ever Russian invasion since Obama. Congratulations to the Biden administration and your great accomplishments so far. Uh, first ever credit downgrade in United States history under the Biden administration. Largest debt in history and fastest growing debt in history under the Biden administration at almost $34 trillion and growing at a clip of about $1 trillion in debt every three months, every quarter. 
uh, first ever prosecution of a current political rival. That's the first time that's ever happened, too. So those are the ones that I came up with so far. And, of course, just to reiterate the original story, which is first time we've ever had improvised explosive devices at the United States border. And that, of course, was done under the Biden administration, which is allowing, under Donald Trump, we had 8,000 illegal border crossings per month. Under Joe Biden, we have 10,000 per day. Just so you know, that's where we're at. That's the truth. There's no way to hide it. It's so funny when Corrine Jean-Pierre actually has to answer these questions. There's no answer. What do they always say? Well, we've been urging for comprehensive immigration reform, uh, reform for years. What does that mean? Give us the specifics. And by the way, that makes absolutely no sense. Why do you need comprehensive immigration reform, uh, reform when the prior administration had 8,000 illegal border crossings per month? So they had it down to that. And under your administration, you have 10,000 per day. What does that have to do with comprehensive immigration reform. Absolutely nothing. It's just you not enforcing the laws that are already in place. Here, here I'll give you your immigration uh, reform. Are you ready? I don't know why I keep saying immigration inform, but I mean immigration reform. Here it is. Ready? You're not allowed in. There it is. What, what else do we need to discuss? We have, we, just so everybody knows, right now, of course, we're going to have somewhere between 7 and 10 million illegal entries into the country under the Biden administration by the end of this year. It's at least 7 million and up to 10 million. So New York City has been allowed in under the Biden administration. And of course, you know what I'm about what I'm about to tell you right now. According to CBP statistics, it's one to five, it's twice as many or five to up to five times as many as that. So we're looking at somewhere between 14 million and 20 million at minimum that have been allowed in under the Biden administration that we know about because most uh, most illegal entries are made without the knowledge of the government. So that is where that that's the truth. So there's really nothing to think about. And by the way, we allow in one to two million legal entries per year. Legal migrations in the United States every year. And of course, that's chain migration. So when I say one million, it actually means four per one person. So it's actually five million that are allowed in per year legally. So under the Biden administration, you're looking at somewhere in the neighborhood of, of, of illegal and legal immigration, 15 million legal and somewhere between 14 and 20 million illegal. And those are conservative numbers, by the way, that he's allowed in in three years. That's the truth. You need comprehensive immigration reform? No, you don't. What, what, needs to be, what needs to be reformed? You're not allowed in if you're not a citizen of this country. That's the end of it. If you want in, you go to a port of entry and in the country that you live in or the country that's across the border from the United States of America, and you apply for legal entry. That's what you, and that's what, it, that's what Remain in Mexico is about under the Biden, under the Trump administration, which was immediately removed by the Biden administration, which is why you now have 10,000 illegal crossings per day instead of 8,000 per month. All right, let's go to the next thing here. Here's, it, this, this flows perfectly. Citizen Free Press video. It's actually from Fox News. Kaylee McEnany, Biden's approval rating. Play for me, Aaron. New poll numbers on his job performance on key issues have plunged to the lowest since he has taken office. Listen to this. Pew Research Center found President Biden's approval rating at just 33%. That's close to the 20s. 64% <laughs> of respondents said they disapprove of the president's job performance. That same poll found that only 36% believe Biden can make good decisions on economic policy. That's a 20-point drop since 2021. I wonder why. And just 32% are confident that Biden will make good decisions on immigration. 
another 20-point drop from 2021. And just 24% said that they were confident that Biden can unite our country, a nearly 25-point drop. Maybe that blood-red MAGA speech had something to do with that one. You know what all that was right there? That's good news. That's all good news. Record low approval ratings in basically every category and every demographic. Perfect. This is exactly, and by Trump's up by 10 points in Michigan. He's up by five, six points in Georgia. I can't remember the other ones, but this is good news. And we want to make sure on the TLP, because we give you a lot of bad news that we occasionally at least give you some good news. Right now, Donald Trump is crushing Joe Biden in the polls, crushing him in the polls. I mean, they can talk about Nikki Haley all they want, Ron DeSantis all they want. I love Ron DeSantis as governor of Florida. It's not his time to be president, never was. And it may have made, may never will be because of, of how bad he ran this or how bad the people ran, people that ran his campaign ran it. But Donald Trump is killing Joe Biden. I mean, absolutely drilling him in the polls right now. And that's good news. That's basically we're at the beginning of the campaign season of 2024. Those are the actual numbers. And the Biden administration, now Biden's not going to run. But we need to actually keep him on the hook for a while to drain as much money out of the DNC as we can for a hopeless candidate. But I'll leave it at that because I already talked about it. All right, let's go to the next one, Aaron. Uh, Kevin, we the people video, retired military officers. Now, so you want to know now, when I show you this video, people, not, not, not those of you that watch this podcast, but people who, who would be critical of anything that's ever said about Russia that's not absolutely negative. That means you're pro-Putin. Well, don't, don't people say positive things about China? Does that mean you're pro-China? If you say something positive about Cuba, does that mean you're pro-Cuba? No. No. You know, Cuba's a beautiful place. Am I now, now pro-Cuba? No. This is the truth about why it is. And I'll, let me lay this out for you. I put out this information on the podcast. This war, this Ukraine-Russia, the Russia invasion of Ukraine, which it was. It's an invasion of Ukraine. But it was actually at the request of two breakout promises, Latonsk and Donetsk. Those are the two provinces that were requesting the, requesting the uh, Putin regime to invade them because they're endlessly being harassed by the Ossoff Nazi battalions of uh, Volodymyr Zelensky because this is a Russian-speaking section of Ukraine. Does that mean I love Vladimir Putin? No, I'm telling you the truth. The two breakaway provinces were requesting that Russian armies invade them and annex them into Russia. This is not some fight for democracy. How do you fight for a democracy when the leader of the country is an authoritarian dictator who has removed all political opposition parties and removed all political opposition media? It's now been banned into oblivion. There's one TV station, and it's and that's allowed in Ukraine, and it's, pro, it's pro-Zelensky, of course. How are you fighting for democracy for a man who's an authoritarian dictator who's removed opposition parties and removed all opposition media? And, 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 and by the way, is canceling the next election. They're like, Tom, that's not official yet. I guarantee you, and I'll come in, I'll tell you I'm wrong if I'm wrong. I guarantee you the next election is, 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 uh, is canceled inside of Ukraine. I absolutely guarantee it. And you'll hear idiots like Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, Joe Biden, uh, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and numerous other Republicans say that this is a fight for democracy. It's got nothing to do with democracy. It actually has to do with, and it doesn't mean that Russia's good. It actually has to do with the globalist, bourgeois, leftist elitists trying to marginalize Russia just like they're trying to marginalize us. Don't believe me? Watch this video. Play for me. Remember, the globalist elites rule in Europe just as they rule here. And they've all gotten where they are with the aid and assistance of enormous quantities of money. 
because the people that control your financial markets and financial institutions, the people that control your mainstream media, they now control your governments. And they don't represent the interests of any of the Europeans, and I would argue of most Americans. They represent their own interests, and their agenda is to destroy Russia. Now, why? Well, they'd like to replace Putin because Putin presides over the last major power in Europe, and it is part of Europe, that has uh, a national identity, a national language, a national culture that mm -hmm. rests on the foundation of Orthodox Christianity. That makes Russia the enemy of the globalists. What have the globalists done to us? What have the globalists done to the people in Western and much of Europe? Well, they flooded our countries with non-Europeans with the specific goal of diluting us, weakening us, destroying our national identity, eliminating our national culture, certainly expunging any remain, remaining power that Christianity may wield culturally inside the West. And they want to do that to Russia because Russia has a bonus resources, enormous resources, mineral resources, agricultural resources, and obviously oil, gas, and many other rare metals. These things are also at the top of the agenda. So if you can destroy the Russian government, if you can remove Putin, if you can get into Russia, you can strip it of its resources and enrich yourself that much further than you've already done by your behavior over the last several, I would argue, decades. So that's where we are, and that's why Russia has to go. Russia's holding out. And again, this is what, we were, what we've talked about on the podcast at least twice before. Remember, this war was really never supposed to happen. It was supposed to stop right after it happened. It was already orchestrated. It was already done. It was already basically figuratively signed off on by both Vladimir Putin and Volodymyr Zelensky. They had both agreed to cease fire. Anybody always wants to cease fire? Why do they want to cease fire in Israel, but not a cease fire in Ukraine? You ever ask yourself that question? You're like, no, Biden is pro-Israel. He's not pro-Israel, he's pro-Hamas. He's funding Hamas via Iran, he's funding Hamas directly. They always want to cease fire inside of Israel because they're pro-Hamas. They want a cease fire. They don't want a cease fire in Ukraine because they're pro-world economic form. They're pro-globalist. And you have to eliminate Russia. You have to eliminate. Now, it doesn't mean Russia's good. I'm just saying you have, if you want to have global authority, if you want a one world order, a new world order, if you want a uh, leverage you into a one world commerce system with a single access point controlled by globalist leftist bourgeois elitists, you have to get rid of Russia the same way as you have to get rid of the United States. Russia, in essence, is a microcosm of the United States without like, you know, coasts on both sides of it. But it really, it's independent. It has all the farming it ever needs. It has all the fossil fuels that it'll ever needs. It need. It doesn't really need anybody else. It has its own. Have you noticed that the euro does? Russia is a European country. It really is, but it's obviously not part of the European Union. And all that was back to back. This war was supposed to cease because all that Volodymyr Zelensky wanted was for Ukraine not to be allowed into NATO. They both signed off on it. This is an. This is direct. Word-for-word word testimony from the prior prime minister of Israel. It was over. And who kept it going? Who kept the war going? Who, who, 
Who made Voldemar Zelensky say, you know what? No, we're still interested in going into NATO. Boris Johnson and Joe Biden, they kept the war going because Ukraine must burn to cover for the malfeasance of the globalist leftist bourgeois elitists like Pelosi, like Biden, like Romney, and many others. And of course, Hunter Biden, all that. So they have to have that malfeasance burned up inside of Ukraine, which allows Ukraine also to manipulate and extort Joe Biden out of the $200 billion that has been and will be sent over there. But Russia has to be eliminated because Russia stands alone. They're autonomous. They have not. They don't use the uh, the euro. Then now they are looking into de-dollarizing and, and switch. They're never going to switch to the one either. They're just playing a game with bricks. But I'm telling you, Russia stands alone. I'm not. You're like again. I just I want to make this clear. Oh, Tom's pro. I'm not pro Russia. I'm not pro Ukraine any more than I was pro Iraq or pro Iran. Right. I'm not pro any of those countries. I'm just telling you that's the way it is. So uh, ask yourself this question. How many illegal aliens enter enter the uh, country of Russia, the nation of Russia every year? Uh, That would be 0.0, statistically speaking. But uh, meanwhile, the globalists are invading our country with illegal aliens. Why? Because if you, again, which I've said 50 times on the show, if you flood first world countries with third world immigrants who have no heritage connection, to that country, they're very easily globally governed. If all these people flooding in from Haiti, from Nicaragua, Mexico, China, and uh, Venezuela, and 141 other countries that have illegally crossed the border, they have no connection to the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, to the Constitution. They have no connection to those things. So they are very easily globally governed because they already feel like they don't have enough rights, or they already feel like they have no rights, so they come from countries where they didn't have any rights. They just think America is, 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 is financial prosperity, not rights and freedoms. So they're very easily globally governed. It's also a removal of Christianity because Russia, whether people like it or not, was founded in the Russian Orthodox Church, which, by the way, Voldemar Zelensky has gotten rid of the Orthodox Church inside of Ukraine, and, and Vladimir Putin supports the Orthodox Church inside of Russia. And let's ask yourself this question, because Voldemar Zelensky had an American military spokesman who was a trans man. Let's ask yourself this question. Would Vladimir Putin ever have a military spokesman or any spokesman who is a man with prosthetic breasts on, a lipstick and a fake wig, speaking as if he's a military expert on his behalf? So which country actually seems more conservative to you? Oh, he's pro-Putin. He's pro- I'm not pro-anything. I'm asking you to do an honest analysis of the facts. Those are the facts. Russia has autonomy. Russia's far more conservative, far more steeped in Christianity, and has all the resources it ever needs, huge amount of farmland, huge amount of oil fields, don't need us, doesn't need the European Union, wants wants the eastern slice off Ukraine. I'm not saying they have rights to it. I'm telling you the facts. They want an, from the breakout, from the breakout promises, they want the eastern sliver. They all talk about when Russia takes uh, Kiev, and they all call it Kiev now, but Kiev. Russia's not even going to go take over Kiev. I'm telling you, if I'm wrong, I'll come on the podcast tell you I'm wrong. They don't want it. They want the two breakout provinces that have been begging them to invade for years. And again, it comes down to, you know, the, the prom, the, this war was supposed to be over. All that needed to happen was Ukraine say we're not going to enter into NATO and the war is over. Vladimir Putin signed off on it. Zelensky signed off on it. 
uh, uh, signed off on it. Boris Johnson and Joe Biden told Zelensky he couldn't do it. And now what they say is we have to fight in Ukraine because if they take Ukraine, then they're going to be bordered up against NATO countries. And if they ever touch a NATO country, we're obligated by NATO law to fight on their behalf while simultaneously trying to make a Ukraine a NATO country, thereby that NATO country would already be bordering up against Russia. That makes sense, Aaron? Yeah. Makes absolutely no strategic sense whatsoever, but of course that's what the left espouses. They espouse everything that makes no sense. Let me go over this with you. Gold, gold. Here's the thing now. This is my first ever sponsor right here. Midas Gold Group. I want to just tell you, MAGA-owned, MAGA-operated. And I mean real conservatives, not fake conservatives, not Romney conservatives, not Lindsey Graham conservatives, not Mitch McConnell conservatives, real conservatives, MAGA conservatives, pro-lifers, people like you and me. And everything here is real gold, hardcore gold, real gold, real asset gold, in your hands gold. Not some sort of trust fund. I'm talking about real hardcore gold. That's what you get when you buy from Midas. And the people, this question has come up and I answered it on Thursday. I'll answer it again. Why buy gold? Because it is the surest thing. Nothing is for sure, but gold has never, ever lost all its value. And really in my life, there was never lost substantive value. So if you're going to put your money anywhere, I'm going to do it. I'm putting tens of thousands of dollars into, into gold, putting it in my safe, and I'm buying a gold IRA. And all that gold, it comes into my hands. Even the IRA, I pay for a storage facility with my actual physical gold right there that I pay for every year. It's like 200 bucks a year to pay for my physical gold to be stored. And at any time, all I have to do is call up Midas and say, I want my physical gold, it's in my hands. That's it. I'm telling you, it's the safest, safest investment there is. And everybody who is worried about economic collapse right now, including the BRICS countries, are all buying gold. So you need to buy gold too. Midas Gold Group. When you do buy from them, tell them that the TLP sent you or the Tom Lightfoot Podcast sent you. All right, let's go to the next thing, Aaron. Where am I at? Epstein. Back on to Epstein. Still to this day, Dick Durbin will refuse us. Again, let's ask ourselves, always ask ourselves logical questions. Why would you man mandate a vaccination to stop transmission infection using a vaccination doesn't stop transmission infection? Why would you mandate masks to stop transmission infection using a mask doesn't stop transmission infection? Why would you pretend that a 99.9% .9 survival virus is a 99.9% .9 non-survival virus? Why would you ever pretend those things? For nefarious purposes, of course. Why would you ever give billions of dollars to the number one state sponsor of terror around the globe, Iran? Tens of bill billions of dollars to them, hundreds of millions under the, under the uh, old Biden administration. Why, why, why would you do that? What, why would you give $100 million to Hamas three days after they invaded Israel? Why, that's exactly what happened. We're talking about 10-7 invasion, 10-7-23 invasion. Two or three days later, Biden gives them $100 million, gives Hamas $100 million for humanitarian purposes that they'll never, of course, because f money is not fungible. It can't be transferred from one account to the other. So if it's designated as humanitarian, of course it has to be used as humanitarian. That's how dumb leftists are. Or are they really dumb? Are they just purposely stupid or are they just purposely agenda driven? As simple as that. So here's my point. What is the purpose of not releasing a man's flight logs who committed suicide four years ago? Remember he committed suicide. All the guards were asleep at the time and all the cameras were broken that were pointed at his cell. And they just happened to take him off of the suicide watch list right before that and put a homicidal maniac in as a cellmate. Weird. Isn't it? again, just logically speaking, again, let's always apply logic. There's no way the man committed suicide. He had no suicidal ideation. Didn't tell a soul he was suicidal. Not a soul. 
Not his lawyer and no nobody else. But anyway, so he's been dead for four. Remember Bill Gates? Well, he's dead, so. Well, he's, he's dead, so. Yeah, man has been dead for four years. Why has his flight, flight logs not been released? Tell me the logical reason to keep his flight logs classified under the FBI. It, well, why, what exactly? What are we going to hear? The usual Christopher Ray mumbo, freaking jumbo. This is currently under investigation. Again, this is like the vaccine thing. Stopping uh, using, uh, uh, putting in a vaccine mandate, mandating a vaccine to stop transmission infection. Using a vaccine doesn't stop transmission infection. So you're going to, you have to keep this information classified because of an ongoing investigation. When there is no ongoing investigation. That's exactly what's going on. So why aren't these flight logs being released? Give me one and send this to your leftist friends or leftist pundits that you just want to pick on. Give us a reasonable explanation for not releasing the Epstein flight logs. Just tell me, list, list all you have to, you don't even have to give me a list. Give me one reasonable explanation for not releasing the Epstein flight logs. All right, well, here's Jesse Waters. Play for me here. Senator Dick Durbin still refusing to subpoena Jeffrey Epstein's flight logs. We're running out of patience. It's been four and a half years since authorities raided the dead pedophiles' homes, and we haven't heard a peep. Powerful people want to keep you from knowing about Epstein's world. The FBI seized his electronics, surveillance video, and his flight logs. They know who visited the island and who was involved with the trafficked women. But without a subpoena, the FBI is keeping those people safe. Why would you not release these flight logs? Why would there be a protection of not going after releasing this information? Why would you not make public that information? Why would you not make public all of the video that has been captured from Jeffrey Epstein's Palm Beach townhouse, which the FBI has? I'm aware of the interaction with Director Ray from, I believe, last week or the week before. Our, our team would be happy to work on any formal responses. I'm not aware of any subpoenas that have come to the FBI. Normally, this stuff leaks within weeks. It's been years, and we haven't heard a peep. Powerful people want to keep the public from knowing this information, and we don't know if Dick is dirty, but right now, it's starting to look like he is. Who protects a dead pedophile when children are raped? We reached out to Durbin's office once again and asked if he has any plans to subpoena the records before going on vacay. But Dick's given us the cold shoulder. Maybe he doesn't think it's a real concern. But if you think it's important to hold pedophiles and their enablers accountable, send Dick a tweet. At Senator Durbin. Sounds like a book, doesn't it? Send Dick a tweet. So you have to ask yourself, why is the FBI keeping pedophile suspects safe? It's really as simple as that. Why would you not simply release it to the public? Because of an ongoing investigation? When there is no ongoing investigation? There's right. no ongoing investigation. Four years later, not one person has been arrested off the flight logs. Not one person has been arrested off the flight logs. The only person who's been arrested and charged is Glenn Maxwell. That's it. And what's so funny is, so she, so uh, Senator uh, Blackburn there asks, why won't you simply, he's asking the FBI um, representative there, what, what is the harm of releasing this, of these things? And his answer, what is the harm of simply releasing all of these flight logs? What, what's the harm? And his answer is, I'm aware of the interaction that you had last week. What, what, that wasn't the question. Right. The question was not, are you aware of interactions? The question is, what's the harm of releasing the flight logs? Answer it. Answer the question. They never answer the question. I'm aware of the interaction. And then he says, I'm not aware of any subpoenas. That's because Dick Durbin is not allowing anybody to subpoena anybody. 
So the, the answer is absolutely nonsense. I'm not aware of any subpoenas. Oh, yeah, because the subpoena has been banned by Dick Durbin. In order, for, in order for, for the FBI to be subpoenaed or for the flight logs to be subpoenaed, Dick Durbin has to subpoena them. He's the guy in charge of that committee. I assume the, the iteration of the Judiciary Committee in the Senate. And he refuses to, to subpoena the flight logs, so of course the FBI is not getting any subpoenas. What an, what an idiotic, asinine, idiotic answer by an FBI representative. We're not getting any subpoenas. Yeah, you know because they're refusing to subpoena you. They're all in it together. Why is the FBI refusing to release it? And why is an F, why is, think about it now, why is a Democratic Party-controlled FBI refusing to release the flight logs. Why is the Democratic Party, Dick Durbin, refusing to subpoena the FBI for the flight logs? Because there's Democrats on the flight logs. Including 27 times with Billy. I don't know how many times Billy Gates, but Billy Clinton. How many many vaccine pimps and whores are actually on the Epstein flight logs? Because if you're on the Epstein flight logs and you actually showed that you flew on Lolita Express out to Epstein Island, which it'll be on the flight log, you're finished. You're finished. That's the end of it. It's as simple as that. That's why they're keeping it confidential. Here's another one. Sue's Knows Best video. Just switch the subjects now. I wanted to, you had this, this list was fascinating to me. We're going to do United States presidents, and then we're going to do Justin Trudeau. You know how much money these people are making? Do you realize how much money these, these alleged uh, spokesmen and representatives of the middle class who hate trickle-down economics, which trickle-down economics doesn't even exist, by the way, that was made up by the left, who hate it and are, are alleged uh, you know, spokesmen and representatives of the middle class and the poor? Are they really? Let's look at how much money they had coming in. These are all presidents going from Reagan all the way to Biden. How much money they had coming into the presidency and how much money they had leaving the presidency. Play for me here. The list of the last six presidents comparing their net worth before and after their time in office. At number six, you have Ronald Reagan, who was worth around $10 million before taking office and then about $15 million after. Next, you have George H.W. Bush, who was worth around $4 million before and then $23 million after. Then you have Bill Clinton, who came into office being worth around $1.3 million, but he left the White House with a stunning $241.5 million net worth. Next, you have George W. Bush, who came into office being worth around $24 million and then left office being worth around $40 million. Then you have Barack Obama, who was worth around $1.3 million before, and he left office with a net worth of around $70 million. And then lastly, you have Donald Trump, who came into office with a net worth of around $3.7 billion, but left with a net worth of around $2.5 billion. Now, let me ask you, out of all those presidents, why do you think President Trump was the only one to actually lose money while serving in the White House? So do you honestly believe that any president outside of Trump and Reagan? Well, I mean, you know what? Do credit to the Bushes. We'll go over the numbers. We'll go over the numbers. Just in a general sense, let me know. I'll make it easy. Do you honestly believe that any leftist who's ever been president was there for any other purpose but personal enrichment? Do you honestly believe that really any politicians, and I listen, there, I know there's notable exceptions, but in, for ease of conversation, do you really think there's any politicians who are actually there for altruistic purposes? They're there for personal enrichment. They use the system to enrich themselves. Just as a quick example, Ilan Omar, who funneled $3.1 million to her husband, not her brother husband, her new husband that she met in an adulterous relationship, broke up that marriage during, I believe, during campaign season, and married him and then funneled $3.1 million to him for consultancy fees, which, by the way, is legal because Bernie Sanders has been doing it for years. It's legal. 
just so everybody knows. So people in politics, because they're because they're red or they're blue or they're conservative or they're liberal or they're leftist or they're right, do you really believe that? No, most of them there to personally enrich themselves, including numerous Republicans, just so everybody knows. So under Ronald Reagan, he came into office $10 million, left office with $15 million, pretty moderate. Bush, uh, Herbert Walker Bush, first Bush, came in with $14 million, left with $23 million, pretty moderate. Billy Clinton, now Billy. Billy, 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 Billy. I thought Obama was bad. I mean, I really thought Obama was bad. Obama is bad, really bad. But it's funny because Billy came in with the exact same dollar value as, as uh, Barack Hussein Obama came in, $1.3 million. So Billy comes in at worth 1.3, net worth worth $1.3 million. He left with his net worth being left office. So he gathered all this while in office. Let net worth $241 million. So 1.3, he increased that by 200 times while in, eight, while, while in office for eight years. So under eight years, I mean, so I, I can't do the math. So if you split eight, 241 by eight, how many millions of dollars is that per year that Billy was making, Billy Clinton? Under Bush, uh, uh, George W. Bush comes in, $24 million, leaves $40 million. These are all multimillionaires before they came in. Clinton ain't no millionaire at $1.3 million. That's your network. You ain't, you ain't really worth $1.3 million. What do you got, Aaron? Uh, $30 million a year. $30 million. Billy 30. was making $30 million a year. As the president of the United States, $30 million a year. And you think that he's there to be pro-choice? You think that he's there to... Uh, Increase taxes or decrease taxes. I think he's there to help the military, hurt the military, whatever it may be. And listen, I know they have they have all sorts of nefarious purposes. But what they're, you know, and I, listen, they are. He's definitely there to kill babies. We understand that. He's definitely there for. Don't ask, don't tell. Allow rampant homosexuality in the military. Really, always, really, that always helps the military, doesn't it? Rampant homosexuality and sin. That's always great for the military. But of course, they are there for those nefarious purposes also. But their primary purpose. Is how do I become a multi, multi hundred millionaire? Hussein Obama comes in, 1.3 million, leaves at 70 million, and now it's worth somewhere in the neighborhood of 300 million, something like that now is what they're worth. They're putting out movies, by the way. We need to look into this. I haven't looked into this in detail yet. They just put out a big movie. It's horrible. It's absolutely terrible. But horrible acting, horrible movie, horrible dialogue, horrible story, everything else, horrible plot. But the storyline is, that America gets taken over by a cyber attack from China. Some of these things we need to be looking at as warnings because at Event 201, where you had the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the World Economic Forum, a planning event 201, not planning event 201, conducting event 201, where they were wargaming against a, a term we've never heard before, except for applied to beer, a coronavirus, where they were wargaming for a coronavirus. And who was there? Uh, the Chinese version of the CDC. Our current DEI, our, our, our current DNI, all those, they were all there. Avril Haines, she was there. All the pharmaceutical companies there. April 2019, two months before the World Military Games, where the virus was released. And nobody ever heard about it. This was October 2019. We all heard about coronavirus in December 2019. So we need to watch these movies, whether they mean anything or not. I don't mean watch them as if we need to go watch or pay for them or actually sit and watch them. We just need to know what content the left is putting out to see if they're predicting their next calamity. That they, as always, the left causes the problems and then offers you their totalitarian solutions or just makes them up out of thin air and offers you their totalitarian solutions. It's either way, whether they make them up or cause them 
Whether they make up the problem or cause the problem, they offer you their totalitarian solutions to leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by them, i.e. Revelation 13, 16, 17, 18, Revelation 14, 9 through 11, 12 through 14, 14 through 16. So Revelation chapter 9, 11 through 17. That's what it's all about. It's not right-wing conspiracy theory. The book of Revelation is not right-wing conspiracy theory. It's going to happen. But you and I are called to be the 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 restraining. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 3 through 8. Now you know what is restraining, that he may, may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. That's the rapture of the church right there. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. You are not called to be the great compliant, the great capitulator. You are called to be the great restraining. We don't do anything with violence. We just simply, we point out what is absolutely asinine idiocy and we don't comply. And I could go through a, as I had a long list of all the Biden quote unquote accomplishments I could give you a long list of the asinine idiocy that most Christians complied with in 2020, 2021, and most of 2022. All right, let's go to the next thing here. And so here, that, that covers American presence. How much money does Justin Trudeau live in and rake in? Let's look. You play for me. He spent $61,000 on Manhattan hotel rooms during a two-day anti-poverty summit. He stayed in a $6,000 per night luxury hotel room and then tried to cover it up. His vacations are costing you, dear taxpayer, almost $700,000 this year alone. He's added 98,000 bureaucrats and handed out a billion dollars in bonuses. Him and every other MP have taken a pay raise every single year, regardless of the struggles you and their constituents face. His governor general spent $71,000 on limos in Iceland, almost $100,000 on airplane food, and almost $3 million in her first year of travel. His finance minister, Christia Freeland, couldn't figure out where Glasgow was on a map, stayed in the wrong city, then billed taxpayers thousands of dollars on a luxury chauffeur service. He gives billions of dollars to anyone and their dog who says they can build a battery plant. He even gave Loblaws about 12 million bucks to buy some new fridges. So nice and briefly, under Justin Trudeau, he's going to spend this year, this one, by the way, it's 2023. $700,000 on vacation. I think I could squeeze by on $700,000 vacation budget for the year. $700,000 that he's going to spend on vacations while he has increased the food lines exponentially inside. The amount of people, amount of Canadians in food lines now are 2 million per year. 2 million Canadians in food lines per year now. He has ushered them into deficit levels like the United States of America. If you compare them, you know, as far as demographically speaking, basically because they're a much smaller country, but basically have sort of the same deficit structure that we have now, all under the eight years of Justin Trudeau. While he's bankrupting his own country, putting the carbon tax on all of his, on all of his constituency, constituency, all of his citizens, bankrupting businesses, bankrupting farms, while he's doing all of those things, bankrupting businesses for COVID, bankrupting businesses for masking and vaccine, arrive can apps and all those other totalitarian measures. While he's doing those totalitarian things, he's jet setting around the globe like a perfect capitalist spending $700,000 per year on vacations. $700,000. Christina Freeland one is hysterical to me. 
So she goes to the climate summit in Glasgow, Scotland, goes to the wrong freaking city and spends hundreds of thousands of dollars getting to the right city after she went to the wrong city, all at taxpayer expense. $71,000 just just to do a spent on limos in Iceland. That's some real, I mean, as you can't afford to pay your carbon tax, Remember, remember how they work the carbon tax inside of, inside of Canada? Basically, they charge you, let's say, $5,000 a year in carbon tax. Then they refund you, too. So you, they go, look, you're getting a refund of $2,000. Yeah, but my net loss is three. And then when Pierre Polybev, the conservative leader, comes in and says, we just want to ax the tax and save you $5,000, Justin Trudeau says, look, he's getting rid of your rebate. Your rebate that gives you $2,000 back of the $5,000 they confiscated from you? And you still, with, with Polybev, you walk away with a net $3,000 gain. Actually, a net $5,000 gain because you never gave up the original five. But that's how these people work. $700,000 per year in vacations. And, and Aaron brought this up, and I can't help, it just once he pops into my head, I can't resist. It's just like the Obamas. When they go on two separate vacations, and Trudeau's getting a divorce, so how much longer is it going to be till Canadians are paying for two separate vacations? Got to show you this one, Benny Johnson video. I know I'm hopping all over the place, but that's just the essence of this show tonight. Benny Johnson video. Here's more uh, uh, Representative Clay Higgins, talking, Clay Higgins talking to Laura Logan about the FBI ghost buses. And once again, we need to ask ourselves, this is ghost buses on 1-6, where you have FBI basically passenger bus, not school bus, but passenger with like Greyhound, show up with loads full of up-armored men, elbow pads on, uh, uh, bulletproof vests, masks, pull up in buses that as to date have not been traced yet, unload and then go into the Capitol. It's kind of weird, isn't it? I'll let Clay Higgins uh, expound on it. Play for me here. The two buses, and they had like some kind of discussion, a briefing, like the way the military leader would address his troops. Yeah, they call it a huddle. And then they together went to the escalators and up in the Union Station and were gone. And they were all men. They're all men in all the Trump regalia. These were men were in really good shape. It made comments like, wow, that's, that's a real serious Trump supporters, these guys. And and it said they all had uh, elbow pads and knee pads. And um, they, they appeared like they had common equipment, but they were not in uniform. But they, they behaved in a uniform manner. And we intend to get all of that video evidence from Union Station, uh, from the escalators, from the parking lot. We have other eyewitnesses. Much to the chagrin of everybody that was in those buses and everyone who commanded them to be there, we've identified one of those buses. And you know what that means? That means that's their ass. Because a bus is a serial-numbered vehicle. And in America, the change of ownership of a serial-numbered vehicle is, is documented. So that means we can begin to trace from the original owner of that bus where it was sold and who bought it, and then who it was leased to and where it disappeared. And then eventually those buses were removed from the Union Station, and we're going to document all of that. So you believe that those buses held undercover officers, not informants, correct? I feel very, very confident that, that everybody that was on those two buses were FBI assets. And I have a high degree of, of belief that they were actual FBI agents. And I, I'm 
I'm sorry to say, ma'am, my objective conclusion is that uh, is that senior officials at the at the FBI were deeply involved there. If you're ever wondering why it was that they refused to release 14,000 hours worth of video surveillance footage, this is one of the reasons why. Now, what's the answer to this? Nobody knows. Do we know definitively that those were FBI agents or FBI assets? We don't know. Just let us see the video. Well, we can't release it to you because it's currently under investigation. You mean the investigation is not taking place? That investigation, the one that's actually not taking place whatsoever? That one? Is that the one you're talking about? So we just need to go find out. It's all in video. We are going to have buses pull up, two of them, full of men who are an up-armored clothing, Kevlar vests on, riot gear, all pouring into the Capitol for some reason. We just need to know who these guys are. They weren't in uniform, but they were operating in uniform fashion. Were they wearing Trump gear? What were they, What exactly were they wearing? Because we know that Clay Higgins asked Christopher Ray under oath, did you have FBI assets inside the Capitol wearing Trump gear prior to the Capitol breach? And he refused to answer because it's under investigation. It's under a current investigation. I can't answer that question. Why can't you, that should have been, as Clay Higgins said, that should be a definitive no. It's got nothing to do with an investigation. That's a definitive no. We did not have FBI assets inside the Capitol dressed in Trump gear prior to the breach, i.e. the Federal Bureau of Instigation instead of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Let me go on to this one here. This is just, a, I mean, again, jumping all over the place. Alpha News video. Not all students, just so everybody knows, this is new information for me now. This is from the beginning of this year. Just saw the video for the first time. I just had to show it because I want you to see the arrogant condescension of the globalist left, which is every Democrat inside the United States of America. The, just, the, just the absolute galactic condescension of this woman. Just so everybody, here's the title of it, Alpha News video. Not all students who menstruate are female. Do you know that? I mean, it's very interesting information. You need to see this because this is one of their tactics to actually control your life, leverage you into that one world commerce system. Because if you don't comply, if you don't comply, you won't have access to commerce unless you're willing to act like and say the things that this woman espouses right now. Play for me here. I would encourage uh, the committee to vote no on this amendment um, for a few reasons. Um, practical, financial, social, emotional. Um, first, uh, there are a lot of schools that are moving towards gender neutral bathrooms. And if we add female, we might become obsolete very quickly. Um, second, not all students who menstruate are female. Um, we need to make sure that all students have access to these products. Um, there are obviously less um, non-female menstruating students and therefore their usage will be much lower. And that was actually um, calculated into the cost of this um, and how much we decided to fund it. And so we, we do not expect that the non-female menstruating students will use um, these products as much as the, the students using female bathrooms, but it's important to have them there. Um, and that brings me to the, just the social emotional reasons for that. Um, these students who are not female, who menstruate um, face a greater stigma and barrier um, to asking for these products. And so providing them in an easily accessible place um, in all student bathrooms is particularly important for those. Just one of many iterations of we need to put tampons into men's bathrooms. I mean, that that is the, listen, this is how you run against the left. It's really that simple. You just run against the left. You simply say to the left on a debate stage, 
Are you in favor of tampons and tampon dispensers being placed in men's bathrooms? Make them answer that question publicly. Make them answer, are you in favor of lopping off the breasts of a 14-year-old girl? Lopping off the penis or testicles of a 14-year-old boy? Are you in favor of lowering the sodomy penalties against 14-year-olds in the state of California like Gavin Newsom is? Simple as that. Just ask him those questions. Put it to him. You know, here's an interesting video I've got to show you before we leave. Wide Awake Media video. In a conversation, here's Google founder Sergey Brin with Klaus Schwab. Play for me here. The technology now is, and the digital technologies mainly have an analytical power. Now we go into a predictive power, and we have seen the first examples, and your company very much involved into it. But then the next step could be in, to go into a prescriptive uh, mode, which means um, uh, you you do not even have to have elections anymore because you can already uh, predict what uh, predict, and afterwards you can say why do we need elections? Because we know what the result will be. So there you go, Google founder and Klaus Schwab together. The plan is. No more elections. Make sure that you stick around for the post game. I'm telling you right now, it's one of the greatest post games in history. And one last thanks to our one sponsor, Midas Gold Group. Love you guys. But stick around for the post game. It is awesome. See you next time. You'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You'll cast out devils. You'll speak with other tongues. You drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt you. You'll be like Paul in Acts 28, 3 and 5. A viper could fasten on you. And you just pull it off, throw it in the fire, and suffer no harm. But you're not interested in that. You just want a very placid, Holy Spirit, uninvolved Christianity. You're going to be miserable that way. You're actually inoculating yourself against greatness. You're inoculating yourself against the miraculous. you got to dive in. Everything you want, Lord, I want a lot of people don't pray that because they're afraid of what God wants. Whatever God wants is your maximum happiness. Whatever you think is great for you is not. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Let it go. Let your life go. You'll be a much happier person. That's as sweet as I can give you. That's as sweet as I can be. You'll be a much happier person.